And so this book is really about rhythms that I believe are for our vitality, our flourishing, our freedom, our health, sustained Mm -hmm. spiritual, physical, relational, and vocational health. Rest, restore, connect, create. That is it. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, this week on the podcast, we talk a lot about stress and anxiety, things that I've been very familiar with over the last few years. And we're talking about it with Rebecca Lyons, who's the author of the new book, Rhythms of Renewal. But speaking of all of that stress that I have been going through and anxiety, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who prayed during the week that we were in court and for all of you who have continued to pray as we wait on the judge's decision for the verdict of my divorce trial. We still wait. We don't know when we will know what his decisions are. It could be this week. It could be six months from now. So if you could all just keep those prayers coming about where my kids will end up and all of those little logistics that will forever shape our lives, I would so, so appreciate it. And I'll be honest, the trial week was brutal. The week after it was pretty rough too. And I'm just finally this week starting to kind of get my feet under me again, feel like, okay, we can exist in this space of not knowing again for a while and just try to make the best of every day and get back in this groove of of working and trying to provide for us and all of that. And it is really hard, but I am trying to just make the best of it. And I'm finding that searching for beauty in those little ways and wanting my my home to be a place that is a sanctuary for us and finding the little things that help me to have happiness and joy in my life are the things that really get me through the stress and the anxiety. I mean, I have help in other ways by great friends and great counselors and really good supplements that <laughs> help with stress if I'm going to be totally honest thank you care of for your stress quick sticks but I just wanted to say it's also the support of all of you guys and your prayers that has really helped me to keep moving and especially all the ladies in patreon this is a direct shout out to all of those women who have been so supportive who've been right there praying reaching out, sending support in tangible ways even, and just really being there. They have been that inner circle of ladies that I've been able to share things with about how things are going, and I am so, so grateful to all of them. Now that the trial is over and we've kind of had a little bit of time, we're getting back into the rhythm of our morning shows and getting lots of fun new things going for November. And so I just wanted to say, if you want to be a part of the most amazing group of women on the internet, then you should really come over and check out our Patreon group. 
These ladies are remarkable and lovely and fun and wonderful and accepting and joyful. And I think you will find that same thing if you come and join us. So head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely if you would like to check out what is happening over there. But for right now, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Rebecca Lyons. Welcome, Rebecca. Hi, thank you. How are you doing? I am good. I am. I, I was just mentioning to you before we got rolling. I these interviews. I schedule them right when my daughter's in preschool. So I like race home from dropping her off, and my studio is actually a closet in my garage, so I can oh, like girl. hear my car like cooling down. And just like jump in the closet and go for it. I love it. No, closets come in handy for podcasts, for they sure. They truly do. Well, I'm a voiceover actor too, so I have my little like padded room in my, in my garage so and it, it works. So I am screaming in here, but how are you this morning? I'm great. I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Good. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show today because as I was mentioning to you before we got started, this book could not have come at a better time for me, which I'm sure we'll kind of talk about during the show. I think actually by the time this episode airs, a lot of big things will have happened in my life. Um, But I am so excited to talk with you about it today. But first, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself and let people know who you are? Sure. I'm Rebecca Lyons. Um, um, My roles are I'm a mother of four uh, teens, three teens, one in kindergarten. That's a whole long story. (laughs) And my husband and I have been married 22 years. And then I've been writing and teaching for the last, goodness, uh, seven years. Okay. Yeah. That's my work. Yeah. Well, and I, I love the parts of your story that you wove into this book, but you have dealt with a lot of stress and anxiety yourself. And so that's why everybody's going like, Oh, that's why she said this episode was really applicable and timely because I've had a lot of stress and anxiety, especially over the last couple of years. And so getting this book, that's like, kind of a how-to manual for dealing with it. I really love that it didn't come at it from the perspective of like, hey, you're a Christian, so you're not supposed to worry. So get over yourself. You know, like, no, this is a real thing that we deal with. And so here's some like practical ways to help you work through it. How did you, because you've, you've written other books. So how did you decide to write this one? Well, this was, um, followed the book that I wrote last when I came out of panic disorder in 2010 and 11, moving Mm -hmm. to New York City. Uh, After about a year of just feeling completely stressed out, just um, a lot of prayer. It it began in tight spaces, planes, trains, elevators, subways, and crowds. But then, you know, Mm -hmm. slowly started to spill into in my bed at night or walking the streets of the city or the playground or whatever. And finally, I do remember a moment where I just cried out to God for rescue and I'd been crying out to him a lot, let's be honest. But for whatever reason, this one night I was just flooded with peace. And for the first time, I didn't have to run from a room to have it subside. Mm -hmm. And what began that day was a healing journey. I think for me, it was almost an invitation into like, what is a rhythm of peace? What is, what is walking in that way look like? Mm -hmm. And so I just started to study mental health and learn that one out of four women face anxiety or depression 
And now that was again, nine years ago, I, I would say now the stats are magnified. Mm-hmm. We have 78% of society currently exhibiting physical symptoms of stress. So that would be four out of five of us physically are feeling yeah. stress, which then turns into anxiety. So for example, uh, no longer do you have, um, you just, you're stressed because you have a lot on your plate. It turns into where you have racing thoughts, you have sleepless nights, shallow breathing, mm-hmm. um, just a, a, a chronic feeling of, of overwhelm, that fight mm-hmm. or flight response just constantly keeps kicking in. And, and I think it's, it's so magnified now in our day because we are in a digital revolution that tells us that our bodies never need to stop. That, yep. the, that the circadian rhythm that was created by God for us to know when a sunrise begins the day and a sunset ends the day, we think we're invincible and we're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to just keep going. And yet our bodies are telling us, nope, that actually doesn't work. Yeah. So I love that there's an autocorrect valve in our bodies that says this is not as it ought to be. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a signal marker going, all is not well. You're pushing me places that I was never meant to go. And the crazy thing about the mind is that it, it gets to boss the body around. Mm-hmm. It, it gets to say, hey, whatever reserves you have from the four hours of sleep you got last night, I'm taking them. Your body doesn't get to get them. So the mm-hmm. mind never stops. It never stops. Yeah. And as a result, we're just so strung out. We're so tired. We're so exhausted, burnout, um, unproductive, distracted, lonely, isolated, blah, 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 you know, you go on and on and on. And I think it really is because at some point in, in the game, we played God and decided like we could just dictate how, how far we could push ourselves. Yeah. Do you know what's in your deodorant? Because I'm going to break it to you. Most people don't know what's in their deodorant. And when you look it up, you will be appalled because most deodorants we use every day contain aluminum, parabens, and other harmful products that have proven links to cancer. Hug Me Deodorant by Bloom is all natural, safe, and sustainable, and it works. Bloom cares about what we put into our bodies, and we should care too. So how does it work? Well, Hug Me Deodorant by Bloom, that's B-L-U-M-E, is made with probiotics. The probiotics encourage your body to make more good bacteria, and as a result, your body produces less bad bacteria, so B-O doesn't exist. It lasts for 24 hours, so it doesn't have to be reapplied throughout the day, and it's not like those mainstream antiperspirants that contain all that junk which gets absorbed into our bloodstream and has been linked to cancer. It doesn't even have any added fragrance. It's vegan and cruelty-free and is even rated the best deodorant ever by the New York Post. If you want to check out just how awesome it is, they even have a 30-day satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Hug Me by Bloom keeps you feeling fresh and super huggable. Right now, my listeners will get 25% off their first stick and free shipping when you text CULTIVATE to 797979. This is a special offer you can't get anywhere else, and you support our show when you support our sponsors. So text CULTIVATE to 797979 to get 25% off your first stick of Hug Me Deodorant. If you don't love it and feel amazing when you wear it, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. Just text C-U-L-T-I-V-A-T to 797979.
everything you say resonates with me so much because for me, it was interesting. I mean, I, I only started really recognizing and realizing how much stress I was under and how it was physically affecting me two years ago when I left my marriage. And mm-hmm. I, I had been under those stressors. I mean, major stressors of being in an abusive relationship. And mm-hmm. I had anxiety, but I didn't recognize it for what it was. Mm -hmm. I, I would have, my ex would say things like stop huffing and puffing all the time. And I would be like, I'm just trying to catch my breath, but I never, like it never clicked in until I was out and I stopped (laughs) doing that, that it was like, oh my goodness, that was a response to what I was living under. And then I see those things pop back in because I have PTSD. So like when certain triggers happen or that sort of thing, or when we go through these like more stressful periods, like right now we're gearing up for trial and I, I can recognize it now. Like, Oh, that's what that is. That's like my actual physical body (laughs) responding to the stress and anxiety, you know, that is happening. Right. I think so many of us I think probably especially women and moms who are, some of it you just, you can't avoid. We have kids who can end up needing us around the clock and, you know, things that are taxing to us and we don't realize necessarily that that's what is going on. Right. You're right. And there's a thing with our bodies is that we trap trauma. So Mm -hmm. it has a memory. Yeah. So usually when you're exhibiting symptoms of stress now, it's because your body is remembering. Yeah. It's recalling back to the moments like the trial or whatever it is, Mm is actually taking you back to the original incidents that created that fight or flight response. And um, there's there's just so much healing at stake. See, the problem is we, we want to medicate so we don't feel the trauma, Mm -hmm. but medication is coping. It allows you to sustain where you are, but it certainly doesn't actually allow you to heal. Mm -hmm. And so I think what we're finding is we've had people, plenty of people are on medication for decades, right? Yeah. But are they, are they having breakthrough? Are they actually able to get off? Are they, are they moving forward into health? Um, Is there a plan to wean? Is there, Mm -hmm. are there rhythms that are going to be for our good where the natural serotonin can raise again instead of always needing medication to do that? Like natural serotonin is raised by, by fitness. It's, it's raised by a hug for crying out loud, like embrace, like our kids can't actually be touched at schools. Right. So we, as parents have to be all the more in their faces, physical touch, eye contact. This is humanity. This it's, so we have to reverse course on a digital revolution by saying, what does it mean to be human again? Yeah. What does it mean? We have to literally swim upstream in a world of AI going, no, no, no. There is a difference between a robot and a human. And I yeah. will not bow down to that. Like I have a soul. <laughs> I have yeah. a spirit. Um, I have faith. I, I, I have I have feelings and hearts and a mind and a will and emotions. So that's what this is about. I mean, I don't go into all that in the book, but that's the conviction behind it mm-hmm. is that we've got to get back to who we are, who we've yeah. always been. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that 
I mean, it stood out to me. I mean, you, you split the book into these four sections of rest, restore, connect, and create. And I loved those things because I've seen over the past two years of trying to, you know, access healing and that sort of thing that I've kind of automatically gone into some of those areas. But I think the thing that stood out for me the most in your book is kind of what we've been talking about already is that you address these real physical issues that we have. Like it's so important to be reading our Bibles and you talk about that and to be praying and to be be doing all those things that, you know, feed our minds and our hearts and our souls. But there is this very real physical component. Well, yeah. You talk about it with sleep and exercise and physical touch and even like physically creating things. And that is so important to -hmm. point out and for us to be aware of. Well, it's holistic. God, God never, I mean, God made it so that science and faith could interact because Mm -hmm. he made it all. He, right. He, he literally made our bodies and our cells to respond the way they do when we engage in his creation. Mm-hmm. So when we eat the food he gave us from the ground, we're thriving versus, you know, caffeine, mm-hmm. a, a liquid diet of like caffeine and sugar and wine, right? Like yeah. not that he's not saying wine's not good, I, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yeah, there's this, there's, he's like, no, I've given you nourishment from the yeah. ground. I mean, that's, that's like no brainer. And then he also says, I give you sunrise, which gives you blue light to start the day. Did you know mm-hmm. blue light comes from a sunrise and red red light comes from a sunset and red light is natural melatonin for your body. Yeah. So he's saying, if you actually walk with me in the morning and the evening, your body will do what it's supposed to do. It will know when it's time to go to sleep. And then in the morning, it will know when it's time to wake up. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, how simple is that? Yeah. We try to play God and just go, um, but this is fun and this is good. And I mean, I mean, I was, I was up late in college, like everyone else. Right. Yeah. But now I have kids too, and I have found that mornings are literal therapy for me. They Mm. are, they, they feed my soul to get that quiet. I have, I read a chapter on morning routine, what that posture of kneeling and surrender and release really does for the day prior. There's no regrets. You're not carrying regrets and weight and shame into the next morning. It's done. Yeah. And, and that really lifts a burden off of us when we get up and we go back out that day. And when we, and make sure we forgive people. I mean, I talk about that in the connect chapter so much because forgiveness is actually the barrier to freedom. Mm -hmm. It is. And people are like, I want freedom in all these places, but yet they're still holding something against someone. And it's only, it's only killing them, not the other person. And there is ultimately like at some point that person may never, ever ask for forgiveness but it's still going to be on us for our healing and our ability to be, uh, be transformed in a way so that we're ready for another relationship down the road that mm-hmm. we have got to heal through forgiveness. Yeah. It's not our forgiveness. I know it's so easy to say, right? People are like, well, you don't know. You don't know. And I'm like, I know. I don't know. But I do know you don't have to muster up forgiveness. You can just say, God, give me your forgiveness for this person mm-hmm. because I can't figure it out. I'm like, I can't summon it. I can't summon it on my own. But but I trust that you will help me walk through it because I don't want it to shortchange what you have for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even from the physicality side of it, I was recently listening to this podcast interview with, oh, what is his name? It's the guy who created Bullet Coffee. Um, Mm, I don't know. That's a good. 
so I can't think of his name. We'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. But he, um, he's not a Christian, but he was talking about the science of forgiveness when they've actually studied like what happens in people's bodies when they forgive. And he said, if you just say like, oh, yeah, okay, I forgive you, that it doesn't usually have, like it doesn't go as deep or um, have a lasting impact on our actual physical health. But if you first center that forgiveness in gratitude, mm-hmm. that it helps you to actually forgive them. So if you think of like the thing that happened and then you say, okay, I really don't like what happened, but if so, he said like, you know, if so-and-so hadn't like punched me in the eye, then I wouldn't have had to go to the hospital where I met this great person and had this great conversation. <laughs> like he was like, right. however you can spin it to find a positive, then you're able to say, yeah. okay, I still don't like what they did, but I can forgive them for doing it. Yeah. And they've studied, like they did physical like studies on people that it then lowered their cortisol levels and yeah. like did all these things to actually give them physical transformation and help them to have long-term forgiveness, mm-hmm. which then if you're able to do that leads mm-hmm. to less stress, less anxiety. Right. So which leads you back to the scripture. Cause again, yes. science and faith yeah. go together. So yeah. God says, um, be anxious for nothing. So don't be anxious, but in everything with prayer and petition with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Let your request be made known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ. So basically he's saying, if you wake up anxious, um, whatever that's weighing you, maybe you need to forgive someone. You just say, God, I want to forgive this person Mm -hmm. and I'm going to thank you for what it has shaped in me and done for me. Yeah. When we, when we pair forgiveness with Thanksgiving, he says the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ. Yeah. I mean, see, that's, that's, and you know, the other thing he's saying is saying the peace of God, not your, not yeah. your peace. Yeah. Like we really can't drum up our own peace because Jesus says I'm the Prince of peace. Right. So I'm, I'm, I am peace. So a lot of times for me, when I used to have panic attacks on airplanes, I now have to get on an airplane almost every, pretty much every week. Wow. Talk about healing and freedom. I was like laughing at the irony of God. Like he's like, I'm going to invite you into the place that used to be your place of struggle and panic. And I'm now going to make it a sanctuary in the sky. And so what that looks like for me, a lot of times, if the other day I got on a plane that felt like it was the size of my closet, it was like (laughs) one of those last ones you had to do to get to this event. And I literally was like, I don't think I can do this. I mean, I've been doing this for seven years Yeah. and I go back out and I try to map the venue that I'm supposed to be at just seeing if there's some crazy way I can drive. (laughs) Just so you know, you're talking to a girl who's not arrived. She needs these rhythms in her life (laughs) every day. day. I am preaching what I'm living for sure. And so um, it was going to be nine hours away and the event started in four (laughs) hours. And so what I did, I just sat down and I called my husband because he knows he prayed with me. And I just said, um, Jesus, you are my peace. You are my peace. I don't even have to be peace. I like, I I don't, I don't even have to figure out how to be peaceful right now because you are my peace and I come under your covering of peace. So shield me, shield me from the fear that I feel, shield me from the anxiety that my body wants to respond to be my peace. And I'm telling you what, it works every single time because we're just asking him to do what he already is made to do. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, just cry out, like come and ask. And so 
some people were like, you know, in the last book I wrote on freedom and they're like, well, but, but more than prayer and, and scripture, I'm like, you're right. You're right. I mean, yes, prayer and scripture. And then knowing and understanding our bodies, mm-hmm. it all works together. It absolutely yes. works together. We don't have to forsake one for the other. We don't yeah. have to be like, I don't claim God, but I want to forgive people. Or we don't have to say, I don't forgive people, but I claim God. Like he's like, yeah. no, no, no. I'm asking you to forgive because it will actually make you less anxious and it will heal you. Um, How awesome is God that he would invite us into something that science backs up and bears out because he created it. Yes. (laughs) It makes me laugh. It makes me laugh for people, not, not laugh. It makes me sad for people who don't consider faith Mm -hmm. because if they played their science out, they would actually go, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. These thoughts are connecting over here. Yeah. God, I don't, but yet we're saying some of the very same things. I know. Ladies, I've got a little trivia for you. Did you know that the first 1,000 days from conception until the age of two has been identified by scientists as the most important period of a human's life for nutrition? And yet all the baby food pouches you see at the grocery store are shelf stable, highly processed, and usually full of sugar. What you feed your baby when they first start solids affects their palate, health, and well-being for the rest of their life. But who has time to cook every single meal from scratch? We're all looking for convenient hacks and shortcuts that give us time back. But you shouldn't have to sacrifice on quality, especially when it comes to our kids. Yumi is a new brand that offers parents a better option. Fresh, nutrient-dense superfoods for your baby that are made with clean ingredients and shipped right to your doorstep every week. You know how much I love that. As a busy parent, we all know how hard it can be to find time to cook every meal. So Yumi is a worry-free option that helps make mealtime just a little bit easier. And ladies, Yumi is a leader in early childhood nutrition. Yumi makes fresh, nutrient-dense purees for babies as well as snacks and finger foods for toddlers and older kids. Their nutritionalists curate your kids' meals based on their upcoming milestones to make sure that they have what they need for healthy brain and physical development. The menu rotates every week so your child is exposed to a wide variety of textures and flavors on a regular basis and they have more than 70 flavors saving you hours in the kitchen. And the best part is it's shipped straight to your door. Did I mention that? I always love that about a company. And Yumi sources fresh produce from local organic farms so you know your child is eating the cleanest ingredients that support their development. So if you're interested this is how it works. Check out the menu and create Create an account at helloyumi.com. Choose a milestone plan where a box will be curated based on your child's age and development, or customize your own jars based on your baby's personal flavor preferences. Sit back and relax while chefs prepare your food. Yumi parents get access to a hotline with nutrition experts and weekly content custom to their child. And the price starts at just $35 a week. So head to helloyumi.com and enter the promo code LOVELY for $60 off your first month of Yumi. That's H-E-L-L-Y yumi.com and enter the promo code lovely for $60 off your first month of Yumi. Ladies, have you ever bought something online and then found out you could have gotten it for less? It's almost worse than standing in line at the grocery store with a screaming toddler. Not to mention once that happens, you feel like you could be overpaying every time you shop. Luckily, 
I have Honey, the free browser extension that saves you time and money when shopping online. Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. Then, like magic, it automatically applies the one with the biggest savings to your card at checkout. It knows about every coupon code, sale, or discount at over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Macy's, J. Crew, Domino's, Sephora, that's one of my favorites, Target, and more. Just shop like normal, and Honey finds you savings. And believe me, it feels amazing. Like finding a bathing suit that hides your mom bod well amazing. Personally, I have taken to using Honey every time I'm shopping online because it's so quick and easy and it automatically does what I need it to do. And I love that I have the reassurance that it's always going to make sure that I'm getting the lowest price. I have gone into checkout at places online like Target, Sephora, Amazon numerous times and used Honey thinking that I already had the best deal and then having Honey swoop in and take sometimes a few dollars off and sometimes a significant savings off of my order. And really any money that I save is exciting. And I didn't have to go searching down coupon codes and trying to make sure that I was getting the best deal. I love knowing that Honey has just got me covered. And you guys, Honey has found its 10 million users over a billion dollars in savings. It's just a no brainer. Listen, there's really no reason to not use Honey. It's free to use and installs on your computer in just two clicks. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com lovely. That's joinhoney.com lovely. It's really interesting on that podcast that I was listening to. Like I said, it was not a Christian podcast and I've actually listened to the host have conversations about faith and how, you know, he just can't, he doesn't think it's plausible and, you know, whatever. And yet here it is. He's all like, you know, science is right. Science is right. And it's like, well, (laughs) this, yes, this goes hand in hand. Like Mm -hmm. it, it works, you know? So just if you can just consider it and you can just think about it, then you'll, you'll realize like it actually has so, so much of a deeper explanation when you put the faith behind it. It gives the reason to why right. it happens. Well, what, what faith requires that most people never want, right? Because mm-hmm. we want to think through the healing and then do the yeah. thing. And that's a good thing. I mean, because it's still God-led actually. It's yeah. God's the one that created forgiveness. So, um, but what we don't, what, what, what we usually have such a hard time with is surrender because it means we yeah. actually have a fixed point beyond ourselves that we submit to. Yeah. Uh, and so this book is really about rhythms that I believe are for our vitality, our flourishing, our freedom, our health, sustained mm-hmm. spiritual, physical, relational, and vocational health. Rest, yeah. restore, connect, create. That, that is it. Um, and so people would read these chapters and go, oh, I can do that. I can take a walk. I can have a morning routine. I can eat smart, use brain food. I can take a nap. Um, I can be vulnerable with a friend. I can show hospitality to a stranger, blah, 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 right? Because we are all people who want to do the right thing. And then yet when you go peel back the layer, you're like, oh, this, these are like established by God, these rhythms of rest. That, that's something he tells us to do and he's not casual about it. He's yeah. like, no, seriously, you have to do this or you can either take a Sabbath or at some point in seven years, your body will actually burn out and you will actually lose that year of labor anyway. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you be proactive and just honor yourself enough to go, I'm going to just pause the work for today. I'm going to surrender it back to God. He's going to maybe give new vision and new clarity and new energy when I get to have some downtime that I can bring into the work week next week. I, mm-hmm. I can literally surrender my work for today. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a freedom that comes with that, but so often we're afraid of it because it is a release of control, Mm -hmm. but control ultimately only masks fear. And so I think it is, is interesting to see what God is so cool about is like, he doesn't coerce. He doesn't force. He doesn't manipulate. He's Mm -hmm. just like, here's how I establish the earth in rhythm. I establish your bodies to function in rhythm, heartbeat, breath, pulse, cadence, labor pains, Mm -hmm. um, the world op orbits. You've got waves crashing on the beach. You've got like sun and moon day and night, evening, morning seasons, constellations, like, we know everything that he created is in rhythm mm-hmm. with very much intention and they are created to work together. And yeah. so when we stay in the framework of rhythm, we have peace. When we get outside the boundaries of rhythm, we have chaos. Yeah. And so we get to choose, we get to choose. Do we want peace or chaos? Which do we choose to submit to at some point? Um, we have to find that there, the way of rhythm actually is a, is a flourishing way. Yeah but it will require regulation. It will mm-hmm. require um, discipline. It'll require yeah. swimming upstream from your phone that says like, get back on your phone at 11 o'clock at night. Cause yeah. you know, tomorrow you'll pay the price for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that, that thought of rhythm. It's like, I just think of if somebody's clapping like off the beat and you're like, yeah, ah, stop. Like, I can't, yeah. please just get back yeah. on the beat. You know, like when you're, when you're in the right rhythm, it feels like, okay, like here we are, we've settled in, you know, but, but it takes effort. You got to stay on that. You got to be focused and you got to do totally. it. But I love, I mean, it's interesting to me. We kind of talked about like from the outside of faith perspective, looking in like, okay, you got your science stuff, match it up with our faith and it's going to work better for you. But I think, I I think, maybe even like in the nineties and two thousands, like there was the, the opposite from the faith outward, like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no science, no, none of that. We're just like, it's all head and heart. We're going to kind of ignore the rest because we don't want to align with science because science is bad and wrong. But then if you can meld the two together and say, no, hold on. Like even Jesus said, like, you know, give somebody your cloak, make sure they're well-fed. Like these things have to happen in Mm -hmm. order to touch their hearts. You know, I, I think that we're having maybe a little bit of a, a waking up to that in, within our faith, that those things are legitimate and real. And I know that, I mean, this is very much from my personal journey, but in the abusive relationship that I was in, I was told things like, if you're a good mom, you don't need a break. And I know how absurd that sounds, but that is literally wow. for, you know, the 11 years I was a mother while I was in my marriage, I was told, if you're a good mom, you shouldn't need a break. You know, good moms just want to be with their children every minute of every day. They don't get burnout by it. If you're getting burnout by it, then it just shows you weren't cut out for this. You weren't a good mom. Wow. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, that's just an attack on your identity. Yeah. Well, and it's attack on you, you, you burn out. You can't possibly yeah. keep up yeah. that. It's pace. just not true. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think you're absolutely. right. I think you're right. I think the science, whether you claim God or not, we're all still bringing our vantage point to scripture or we're bringing mm-hmm. our vantage point to our circumstances, our story, our journey, our path. We're trying to make sense of what we're reading. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be whole and perfect because we're not God. But as we heal, as we yes. mature, as we forgive, 
as we confess and repent of our own sin, as the spirit works in us, we realize, wow, we didn't know everything. <laughs> we yeah. did not. God has so much more for us. There is a holistic healing he has for our heart, soul, mm-hmm. mind, and strength. And our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So he's saying, all of this needs to come into fullness with me. Why yeah. would God be casual about our bodies? I mean, he yeah. knit them yes. in our mother's womb, called his works wonderful, and mm-hmm. said that all our days were written in his book and planned before one of them began. It means that he actually knit in us the giftings, the birthright gifts, the DNA that we would need to fulfill a call and a destiny that he would appoint on our life. Mm-hmm. So he's not casual about like what makes you tick. Yeah. He's not, he's not like, oh, I don't care. I don't care what you put in your body and I don't care if you take a rest. No, he was so deliberate about rest that when he commanded Israel to rest the land every seven years and they did not obey from the beginning of Genesis, mm-hmm. that 490 years later, he exiled them away from the land for the exact 70 years that they never observed yeah. the land taking a rest. He's yeah. like, fine, if you're not going to obey, I'm going to send you out so my land can rest because you need to understand that when I decree rest, it is not optional. It is mandatory because I know as your creator what you need. And I know as the land's creator what the land needs. It's like a, the reason why I think Sabbath is so important to God is like, it's a reminder to us that we are not God. Yeah that we actually submit to something that's bigger than us that might want to fill us with something fresh or new and remind us like there is more that I have for you, but you will never see it if you do not stop and listen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and that he even, it's like, why are we so full of ourselves that we would think we don't need a rest when even he took one? Yeah. Jesus yeah. modeled that a ton, right? Yeah. You know, he would be with the crowd and then he would retreat to the mountain and pray. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. I think speaking to the heart here, I think a lot of people don't feel freedom or permission to rest. They mm-hmm. are just trying to do the best they can, putting their best foot forward. Yeah. And like you, right? You, you have a responsibility now that you're carrying as a solo parent. And yeah that doesn't allow a lot of margin for rest, quite frankly. Like you have to have people come around you to equip you, encourage you, strengthen you, be your people. Mm -hmm. Um, God calls us, like I say, in the connect rhythm to be communal people. He's a communal God. He made us to need each other. And so I, I I hope that you have that in your life because where would we be, you know, where would we be? Um, without that. And so many people though, 42% right now of millennials say they don't have a real friend. That's, Mm -hmm. that's almost half. Yeah. Um, That's massive. And yet, and that loneliness epidemic is what leads them to depression and depression is what leads to death. So um, there's a lot happening right now in our world that God, I think wants to intervene if we let him. Mm -hmm. Um, It will take submission. It will take invitation. It will take kind of surrender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think the good part about all of us is that we get to a point where we get to where we're like, maybe I don't really have another choice. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe surrender feels like the best option right now because the way that I've been trying to do this or live hasn't really got me where I thought I'd go. Mm -hmm. And maybe I need to take a reset for this. And so I begin the book with take inventory, like just yeah. take inventory of your life. What's right. What's wrong. What's confused. What's missing. Mm-hmm. Take some time, take some time to examine the heart and go, 
what do I need right now? Do I even know? I mean, yeah. so often we don't even have a clue. We're just chasing our tail. And yet he's like, just stop, just be still and know, be yeah. still long enough to know what is it that you need right now? We'll learn a lot in those exercises. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think I, I do power sheets every year. Mm -hmm. And I think the most impactful part of those for me is when you do that, that inventory at the very beginning, before you start setting up your goals and everything. I always think that's so impactful for, for taking that assessment. Yeah. And, someone told me I've never done power sheets, but they oh, told yeah. me they're like, your book would go really well with power sheets. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, good to hear. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love power sheets and especially over these last couple of years, it's been really interesting to see like from year to year, the, the big shifts and the big ways I've grown and the things that then you realize you need to, like it uncovers more layers as you keep working through them, which yeah. I, I want to backpedal a second though, to what you were talking about, like the physical needs and how um, millennials, like they're without friends. And I recently heard this really interesting statistic and, you know, bear with me for a second. So it's talking about the sexualization of culture and how we kind of hit this like high in the nineties and stuff of like teen pregnancies and like kids sleeping together at really young ages and all of this stuff. And they've said that that's actually gone significantly down, which we're thinking like, oh great. Like people aren't, you know, sleeping together before marriage as much and all of that, but they're actually resulting it back to the addiction to technology and phones and the availability of like porn that people have more access to and all these things where everything is held in our hand. We don't see out beyond ourselves and we have so much less physical connection with each other. Even if somebody is not into porn and everything on their phone, they're saying we have so much less physical connection, physical touch that we're kind of like shutting down reproductively as a culture. Yeah. And so obviously I'm not promoting like sex before marriage and kids, you know, being mm -hmm. rampant and everything, but it is a, a sign, I think, of what you were talking about, like being more intentional with our kids and touching them and looking in eyes and all that sort of thing. It's something I've noticed since I left my marriage. And yeah. especially during the times when my kids will be gone in the summer for a whole week. And I realized like, I just need somebody to give me a hug or something. Like I, mm -hmm. I am always cuddling my kids and hugging them. Even my 13 year old, he'll look at me sometimes and be like, you need a hug. Don't you? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I need a hug, you know, because we just, we legitimately have those needs that you don't really notice as much until they're not there. And yeah. then you're like, oh, like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. like, I need like a cat or something that I can like, yeah. snuggle and like have some sort For of sure. like, well, live exactly. That's why everyone needs a therapy animal right now. Yeah. Yes. Human contact and physical touch. I read a yeah. whole chapter on physical touch. Yes. Um, yeah. I read that and it, I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, and I, I think you're onto something. There is definitely something there about just obsolescence of, of our society you know, really like if humanity doesn't continue to actually have embrace and touch and sex, then where does humanity go? Right. Yeah. What, what, and, and that's what's um, literally my husband and I lead a, a conference annually called Q and we talk about the tensions of our time and it think, think Ted talks with faith. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so we actually had a talk this spring on sex robots and what that's actually done to mm-hmm. the dehumanity of sex. Um, because now like the argument is like, oh, well, we won't need brothels now because everyone can use sex robots. And we're like, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing that trafficking is not happening. Yes. That is a good thing. What's not good though, is that now humans are starting to actually not want to, um, have physical contact with another human because porn has been so pervasive for so long. It's literally robbed like the act of sex with a person. Um, because you don't need one, you know, you could Mm -hmm. just do whatever you need to do with fantasy. And it's amazing to me, the perversion of that, because life doesn't come from porn, you know, yeah, you can't, you know, and so it's interesting to me that you can actually only create life. Like God created a boundary there and a rhythm that says literally yeah. <laughs> like you can actually only create life where male and female come together and consummate mm-hmm. um, a relationship. Yeah. That's, that's the only way life can come into the world. Mm-hmm. And yet we have a lot of other opinions on now what sex should look like, but the yeah. only way that like your family line goes forward is for a male and a female to have sex. Yeah. So I just think that's an interesting, like so basic, but yet yeah. now feels so strange mm-hmm. to actually have to say those things out loud. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Ladies, if you've been listening for any amount of time, then you know how passionate I am about skincare. And one of my very favorite brands, hands down, is BioClarity. It's a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. Their routines were made to help keep your skin looking young, healthy, and fresh using only natural and gentle ingredients. I love BioClarity. I use it myself and I use it on my 13-year-old son or he uses it himself to keep his face clean in this teenage stuff that he's going through. But I love it because it helps with hyperpigmentation. It helps reduce my pore size and keep everything looking tight and wonderful. I love BioClarity. So let me tell you a little bit more about it. Because clean skincare doesn't necessarily have to mean more expensive. BioClarity strives to create affordable options that are healthier for your skin and the environment. They have two routines to fit your skincare needs. The clear skin routine for oily or broke out prone skin, that's what my son uses, or the essentials routine for normal skin and everyday use, that's what I use. Both routines consist of an easy to use three-step regimen that helps improve the look and feel of your skin and is packed full of detoxifying nutrients. Products are uniquely formulated to help nourish the skin with clean plant-based ingredients. The routines also include, and this is my favorite part, a super special ingredient found only only in BioClarity, Floralux, which is made from the chlorophyll from plants, you guys. This stuff is so super nutrient-dense. It's amazing. And this ingredient helps with redness, hyperpigmentation, and evening out skin tone and texture. And you can only find Floralux in BioClarity. BioClarity really has everything you need to get clear, glowing skin. I even get my boys to sit down with me and use their clarifying mask. We love it. Plus, their products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, non-toxic, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificial fragrance-free. That's so hard to come by. And they have a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. I love their Floralux and their clarifying mask. And even better, these products are actually affordable. And right now, for my listeners, you can save 15% off 
everything on their website. That's an incredible deal. You just need to enter my code LOVELY at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 15% off everything on their website when you use my code LOVELY at checkout. Well, and I think it also, like, to adding another layer to it is social media. We put forth certain perceptions of ourselves, and there's a lack of even, I think, to a certain extent, wanting intimacy because we don't want to be exposed. And right. we don't want to put ourselves in Why don't we want to be, the only reason we don't want to be exposed is because we feel shame. Mm-hmm. Shame is a killer to intimacy. It literally robs. And why do we feel shame? I don't know. We feel shame from something we did. And it was like what you just said to me earlier that you kept hearing that narrative from your ex is that you're not a good mom. Mm -hmm. Because that's, 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 that's like shame statement 101. It goes after it attacks your identity. Like if you, if you say something like, this is who you are, you always, you never, yeah. you. It, it, it doesn't even talk about the action. It yeah. talks about you and your core identity is rejected and abandoned because you inherently are not good. Yeah. And so yeah. shame tells you that then you start to buy it and believe it. And then as a result, you feel like I will never be safe with anyone because if they really get to know me, they'll see that I'm not a good person. Yeah. Because we bought the lie ourselves. Mm-hmm. We buy that we're not a good person because someone said it to us long enough, we began to believe it. Yeah. And that it's is heartbreaking. So that yeah. is heartbreaking. There's a, um, a, a psychiatrist that I just had on my podcast. I have one called Rhythms for Life. I started with my husband about a month ago. And oh, fun. His name's Kurt Thompson, and he's, he wrote a book called The Soul of Shame. And I recommend it. I mean, yeah. it's so good because shame, again, is a tool of the enemy to just take people out. You just yeah. to like literally, literally zap your confidence, like rob your hope, your joy, rob your vision, your future. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's, this is not like sky is falling podcast. This is like, just the more we know, the more we know yeah. what to do, the yes. more we know where to go and how to heal. Yeah. Um, we're all on this journey together and we have got to, we can't speak life over others if we're not speaking it over ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we have to find where does our worth come from? God, where does our identity come from? God, where does our belovedness come from? God. Okay. Yeah. Well then maybe we go back to that place and we say, will you show me what is true and help me heal from the inside out so that I don't have to continue to believe the lies that were spoken over me for the mm-hmm. last decade. Yeah. And I think that that, that shame, like you were saying, can be that roadblock that makes you not even want to go to God because yeah. you don't feel acceptable enough to right. him. And I right. know I really experienced that, especially towards the end of my marriage. I started to realize that I was equating how my husband felt about me and spoke to me like that was how God thought yeah. of me Because he well. spoke for God, which yeah. is- crazy that we would put anyone in that position. Mm-hmm. No one can speak as God ever. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and sometimes I feel like it must grieve his heart so much that man takes his name and then abuses it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because yes. Jesus never says that stuff. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, and when we think of the 10 commandments and, um, you know, do not take my name in vain. And so mm-hmm. many times we just think of that as like, don't use the word God as a curse word. But he, I think the the bigger thing of what he's saying is do not take my, my name upon you. Do not say you're a Christian and then 
do mm-hmm. these things that are reprehensible to me. Like right. that is, you're taking it to just have the vanity label of being a Christian, but you're not showing who I am. Yeah. Well, and the truth of all of the things we do that hurt other people, those didn't begin there. Mm-hmm. You know, those wrongs began before the wrong, right? There's yeah. the wounded heart continues to wound. Yeah. And, and the one who has been abused continues to abuse. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point there's a mercy that we cry out for and we have to see it in each other, um, see it in ourselves, go, God, maybe part of this action, this overreaction or this acting out or this rebellion or whatever it is, it's still coming from a heart that's completely broken mm-hmm. and has never had restoration. Yeah. Um, and so we really are responsible for that personally for ourselves. And then we can recognize it in each other, but ultimately it's going to be upon each person to take the responsibility to go, I, I'm sorry I act this way. I know there's more there that I need healing from and I'm willing to go get it. I'm willing yeah. to go get the help. I'm willing to submit myself to this process as painful as it might be because I don't want to continue this into the next generation. Yeah. Um, and that's all we can do. We can take yeah. responsibility for ourselves. We can pray for everyone else because we can't fix them or change them or heal them or rescue them. But we yeah. can certainly pray and we can certainly do the work, our own hard work that needs done so that we can um, be changed for the yeah. people that, that we're living for. Yeah. And that, that's a lot of what you're talking about in your book. Like these are are simple practices that you can be using to be getting back to like a healthier place all the way around. And I kind of want to, you know, we've, we've gotten dark and heavy for a while yeah, here. Like totally. things want to be like, we need to understand this. But then I love how, you know, there, there is a lightness to what you're saying of like, this is a good thing. Like, let's connect with people. Let's have this rest. And then I love what you say about creating. And would you speak to yeah. How you realize that was like such a key part of this. Um, creating is just what makes us come alive when we operate in the gifts that we were given by God, you know, like it does yeah. make us, our hearts sing, makes us come alive. You know, you know, you hit a moment for so many of us at some point in our lives, we're like, this is what I was made for. This yeah. just brings me so much joy. It's effortless. Like it comes naturally. I don't have to overthink it. It's almost better when I don't like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and that give oh man, because God is a creator and he, when he sees his Imago day in us and he watches us live, it's like you as a proud mama, right? When you yeah. see your kids like living the fullness of like their destiny, you're like, oh my goodness, this is so compelling. This is yeah. so attractive. This is so, um, what's the word? It's, it's energizing. Yeah. And it's contagious. Yeah. Like, I, I want, I want you to live that way. And I want you and your friends to live that way and your siblings to live that way. But but what we're seeing too is like, it's hard, right? Because so many people aren't reaching their potential and they're filling mm-hmm. the gap there. And so that's when depression hits or, or discouragement or fatigue or anxiety or whatever, but it doesn't have to end this way. We can just say, okay, like, let's make a plan. Let's work a plan. Let's, and that's what the rhythms are about. You know, yeah. there, there might be a disparity. Like if maybe you have a year where you're like, this is like what I was made for, but then there's a loss that comes or there's hardship or financial strain or whatever, you could look back on that season and go, oh, that was as good as it's going to get. And that's not the truth. Part of, part of hardship is actually to grow and mature us, mm-hmm. to prepare us for something that's next. Um, so we can see that trial as opportunity to learn. 
and we can just go, this is not, this is not my future. This is just something that I'm, that's coming against me right now, but I'm trusting there's more, there's more yeah. before there's more coming soon. And, um, that God's going to get me there. He's going to walk me through whatever it is and bring people around. So there's always hope. There's always hope. And we carry confident hope because of God. But if, um, if we don't have God, it's, it's a little harder to have a confident hope. Mm -hmm. but, um, but even on the days where we're, that hope wanes, we can borrow from each other, right? Oh, that's, that's oh absolutely. Have, that's why we have the church. I've had so many times through these last couple of years where it has just felt so bleak and so mm. hopeless for me. And that's when my friends would step forward and say, we're carrying the hope for you. Like, mm. you know, you can't see it right now, but we have this hope for you and we do see it. So until you can like take it back again, we yeah. we're carrying it for you. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I, it's been a joy to talk to you. I'm so yeah. grateful. I'm so glad that you were able to come on today. It was, it's just, it's such an important topic and I hope that a lot of people dig into your book. So moving on kind of to the end here, would you tell us what a typical day looks like for you? I, goodness, starts with morning routine, healthy diet, um, time with my husband, like on the walk, getting the kids out the door mm -hmm. and then just work day during school for them is usually when I try to contain it to that. Sometimes yeah. I have to go a little longer, just depending. Mm -hmm. um, and then the evenings are, um, if I'm home, which I try to be as much as I can, I usually have to travel one night a week, but okay. in general, um, just dinner on the table, sitting around together, um, bedtime stories with my six year old. Cause she's all in that. And so, yeah. um, just kind of getting back to the simple things, getting to bed early, get so I can get up early, all that good yeah. stuff. And what is a way that you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life? Uh, loveliness. Uh, well, I try to just um, cut fresh flowers, bring those in all the time mm. from outside, have um, herbs growing in my kitchen at all times. It's just like natural living things Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I think one way that I have been trying to cultivate loveliness is like you were talking about, like with the light rhythms and stuff, my kids know I can be kind of like a stickler in the evenings. I'm like, no full overhead lights. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, I tried it in the fall, like I've broken up the twinkle lights and, you know, make sure we're using our lamps and that sort of thing. So as we get yeah. into those hours where it's naturally more dark, like I guess kind of settling into that, like, huga, like, you know, yeah, having it for sure. be more like, okay, we're winding down. And especially like during the school year, when you're trying to get them to bed yes. earlier and that kind of thing, like I've always yes. found that that transition of light really helps yeah. us to wind down in the evening. Well, thank you so yeah. much again for having me. I do have to run, but I have oh, okay. conversation so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies, if you would like the show notes to this episode, then you can head over to boldturquoise.com slash 140, and that is where you can find links to all the things that we discussed today, including Rebecca's book on Amazon. And hey, if you click through any of those Amazon links and you happen to purchase anything else on Amazon, we also get credit for it. Even if you don't want to get something that we specifically mentioned in our show, if you go through any of our Amazon links, it sends credit back to us, and we are so grateful when you do 
that, especially as you're heading into your holiday shopping, I would be really down with it if you use the Amazon link that I have in all of our show notes. So thank you to so many of you who do that. I really, really appreciate it. Also, if we're going to talk about things that I super appreciate, it's when you leave a rating and review in iTunes. It makes such a difference in getting the word out there to other people about the show. And I just really appreciate it when you leave those kind words in a five-star rating. It just helps other people to be able to know what's going on and that iTunes will take notice. So just head over to iTunes and plug in just a really quick rating and review, and I would so appreciate it. Be sure to find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. I love chatting with you there. I'm trying to get more active again after the trial and be able to be there and bring hopefully some funny things to lighten up your day. And of course, if you'd like to join us in Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. All right, ladies, until next time, go be bold and gracious. Thank you.